Coming up on This Week in Games, Activision Blizzard signs a multi-year deal with Google. Major mobile game studio acquisitions go down, and the world's most valuable startup is rumored to be entering the game industry. Coming up, This Week in Games. It's that time of the week for your video game industry news rundown. I'm your host, Eric McConnell, and this was a major week in mobile gaming. Surprisingly, actually, a lot of stuff went down. And also, this is the last episode before a hundred episode. <laughs> Crazy to think this started on my kitchen counter in Vista, California, and now I've moved up. We're recorded on a $60 IKEA desk in Soma SF. It started from the bottom, now we're here. Alright, let's kick it off. Activision Blizzard signed a mega deal with Google and YouTube for both esports viewing and cloud services. So Google is trying to earn non-stadia goodwill with a multi-year deal signed with Activision Blizzard. Google, more specifically YouTube, will be the exclusive home for streaming Call of Duty League, Overwatch League, Hearthstone Pro Tour, and whatever the hell World of Warcraft esports stuff is. In return for that, Google Cloud will be the preferred service for Activision Blizzard's cloud needs. So... I don't have any any you know like actual insights i no longer work at google but <laughs> let's pretend like i do i'm gonna put my magic hat on google cloud was actually threatened recently to show some particular level of growth and market share by 2023 or be dismantled or defunded like i think it came down from sundar like he was pretty pissed and google cloud honestly has been falling behind as like you know, it started off with AWS owning most of the market share and Google Cloud kind of being tied with Azure. And then Azure took off like Microsoft, you know, Satya Nadella, genius, got his shit together, you know, reprogrammed all of Microsoft to kind of be synergistic with each other. I hate that word, but, you know, like own each layer of abstraction inside of services and go in and out of each other very easily. Azure shot up. Azure's battling with AWS, and here Google Cloud is, like, you know, not really doing much. Um, You know, YouTube, by evidence of signing exclusivities of Twitch talent, is also really hungry to be a player in gaming. YouTube has tried twice now to take a chunk out of gaming and take on Twitch, the latest fail being YouTube Gaming, which was kind of effectively a one-to-one Twitch competitor. YouTube gets exclusivity to major leagues owned by Activision Blizzard and return Activision Blizzard gets a massive discount on cloud services, which have to be insanely expensive across their games, their development needs, and their esport efforts. Google Cloud will mark down the increased revenue, whatever increase that is after the discount, but the big thing is Google Cloud will mark down all their major KPIs to have significant increase, like usage, market share, you know, penetration of a specific industry, other things like that. And it'll be reported as a big win, not mentioning that they're giving out a massive discount for this win. You know, it's not like Activision Blizzard's like, though, we don't know how to do cloud services. Google, come do them for us. I'm, Come on. AWS, Azure, all this stuff, even smaller companies, you know, more boutique uh, firms, very easy to do. Activision Blizzard doesn't need Google cloud services, you know. Um, Google's one who needs everything from this. Google needs the kind of like exclusivity to their Activision Blizzard's leagues on YouTube gaming and Google Cloud desperately needs to show market share growth and capturing a giant chunk of some kind of market share that's heavy in cloud. So that's why I have to predict, you know, 
Activision Blizzard is getting a massive discount on their cloud services. Um, I mean, to their credit, this is actually a type of play that Amazon or Microsoft would make. And Google has had an air of like too good for that um, in the past and thinks everyone will choose their services based off of like, you know, one to one technological advantages comparing like all the whatever AI, I don't know, whatever they compare in cloud stuff. Um, but Google's actually making like real aggressive plays and Google desperately needs to apply this grit to Stadia. However, all this being said, I secretly think, you know, we have to wrap it back to Stadia because talking about cloud stuff, I, I it will put me to sleep. I secretly think 2020, you know, seeing a move like this being done with Google Cloud and YouTube Gaming, seeing YouTube Gaming like really get aggressive, um, I secretly think 2020 you will see Google take off you know, the margin gloves, meaning they're willing to lose tons of money short term for like big plays long term and really pay for play with Stadia, like a free tier exclusive games people actually clamoring for that aren't named like Journey to Savage Planet, which let's face it, wasn't going to be a triple A mega hit and possibly more big studio acquisitions. Like, I mean, honestly, maybe even go into Ubisoft too you know, really isn't releasing that much, has missed major deadlines for a lot of games and going to them and being like, we'll foot the bill for, you know, Beyond Good and Evil 2. You know, we'll, we might, we'll acquire the whole Beyond Good and Evil 2 studio, you know. I'd like to see some like really like, you know, non-Google plays, you know, say F margins, F all this shit, like fuck all this, let's just drop $400 million and get... <laughs> Beyond Good and Evil 2 as a super exclusive. Also, if you can hear my voice um, getting over sickness, I'm doing my best. <laughs> Next up, Daybreak Studios, a studio once investigated by the Treasury Department for ties to Russian money laundering, restructures as it focuses on the future of MMOs. So I get some kind of sad enjoyment by throwing in the Treasury investigation whenever I can. It's such a batshit crazy story. You can go back and listen to our coverage, go on the Wikipedia page for Daybreak Studios. So crazy. Anyway, Daybreak is mostly known as like the phoenix that rose from SOE, Sony Online, Online Entertainment, and Daybreak is the owners of H1Z1, Planetside, and the most pivotal MMORPG of all time, EverQuest. Three new studios will be created from Daybreak. Dimensional Eat Games in Austin, Texas will continue to work on DC Universe Online while developing a new MMO. Darkpaw Games in San Diego, California will work on a new EverQuest game that doesn't appear to be the canceled voxel game, EverQuest Next. Probably an all-new reboot, I'd have to imagine. And Rogue Planet Games, also in San Diego, will work on a new Planetside game. You know, honestly, I think it's good to rebrand your studios, refocus each one, and kind of carve out, like, the clear line ownership and give them each, like, you know, control of their own destiny, like your studio number three at daybreak you did something awesome but your studio doesn't have like you know more route to point to but now you're rogue planet games right so it, it's a good move um any news on a possible new everquest is amazing news though in my opinion i hope nothing but the best for daybreak subsidies it's been a rough few years for them to be honest and the fact that they're hanging in there after this time after forming daybreak from the ashes of soe and everything you know i think you know now's the time to do it and now's also the time for mmos to come back you know there's a commoditization of cloud technology it's cheaper and easier than ever and everyone's so used to social graphs and giving up like social identity that i think that you could do some really magical things with the mmorpg genre right now and i think like daybreak is in a position to do that 
All right, next up. Britain's NHS mental health director calls for a ban on loot boxes. So, you know, kind of continue the world pushing towards getting rid of loot boxes. Mental health director Claire Murdoch posted on the NHS website that developers and publishers are, quote, setting kids up for addiction. Evidence of that is of the 400,000 people being identified to having gambling addictions in the UK, some 55,000 of them are now children. Britain has yet to classify loot boxes under the Gambling Commission, but the UK Parliament has con- called for a ban on all loot boxes that meet you know, certain criteria. I covered this you know, a few months back when it dropped. Since the game industry still is things like virtual casinos and slot machines that drop items that can be traded or sold to other players for real money is okay. Honestly, predict by 2022, maybe the UK and the US will have some sort of randomized reward legislations. You know, there are forms of randomized reward in games that are no different from actual gambling, like very similar to kind of like the loophole pachinko machines used in Japan, where you play pachinko, you pay money, you get little like metal beads, you play pachinko, you go to the counter, you win prizes, and right next to that counter, there's another counter where you exchange prizes for money or you know, the counter buys the prizes off of you to resell them, what, whatever nonsense they say. And there's a loophole there. Um, I truly blame the industry, you know, our industry's dependence on gambling techniques is one of the primary drivers in games. And it's also causing games to suck so badly these days. Like, it's very evident if you work at a game studio, like, if developers can make cheap games that, frankly, aren't, you know, optimizing for quality, but produce revenue in the hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars, then those developers will be pushed to optimize for everything around these gambling techniques to make sure that revenue sustains and even increases to the detriment of players, to the detriment of gameplay, to the detriment of the entire experience, because they can, you know, get into the same psyche that causes you to you know, play a slot machine or get drunk and spend all your money on craps, they can tap into that for games. And yeah, the government's going to eventually step in and it'll be what it is, you know. (laughs) All right. Speaking of the government stepping in, Riot Games comes under attack from alleged collusion with the plaintiff's attorney during their gender discrimination case. So this is it's pretty bad allegations. The Department of Fair Employment and Housing and the Division of Labor Standards Enforcement both claim plaintiff counsel, that's the counsel that represented it, the plaintiffs from Riot, conclude, con- colluded sorry, with Riot Games to consider a $10 million settlement, and plaintiff counsel provided inequitable evidence to arrive at a fair and reasonable decision. So, kind of gameindustry.biz is a great write up on this if you want to learn more. Basically, they're saying the attorneys of the plaintiffs didn't do their job and work with Riot to downplay the allegations and the settlement amount. You know, there's even a term in there, it was called auction something, but basically, like, they're accusing the attorney of all the allegations. They picked the most minimal one, and then they arrived at a settlement amount from that most minimal allegation, you know, and they're all colluding, all the attorneys are colluding together to help Riot Games and not the plaintiffs. So, it's a pretty interesting write-up. It's well above my head in, uh, knowledge of attorneys and other stuff so i encourage all of you to go check it out this will be an interesting case if this keeps escalating the way it is um i think the article quotes that right now they're considering a 10 million dollar settlement but they should be entitled to like a 200 or 400 million dollar settlement which is crazy to look at that multiple that the government's saying like these employees are entitled to that much money and they're only considering this much um 
I don't know. Something's going on there. All right. And more rumor mill. This is a big one. Uh, TikTok's parent company, the most valuable, quote, startup in the world, ByteDance is planning on entering mobile gaming. So ByteDance is worth anywhere from, you know, 80 to 120 to maybe even 200 billion dollars depending on who you ask ByteDance wants to take their war chest and challenge tencent in china in mobile gaming and they've already acquired a number of development studios and exclusive rights to ip in china also on the rumor meal the first two of those titles will be released this spring hmm <laughs> you know i'm i I mean, I guess people want to hit the mobile game pingata as much as they can, especially in China where the console market doesn't really exist, but almost everyone has a mobile phone in China. I mean, it's kind of replaced the wallet there, you know, with the two major payment platforms, you know, being ubiquitous everywhere. And with the U.S. government investigating TikTok, you know, for lots of things that I won't cover right now, Major acquisitions outside of China, like major acquisitions that would help position TikTok worldwide, are probably out of the question, you know. And so I would guess mobile gaming is just where they decided they want to play next. Kind of weird, kind of out there. You know, you've seen um, Snapchat heavily pay to enter mobile gaming. Um, I don't know. I, the fact that we don't cover the Snapchat games after their initial release makes me believe they're not really succeeding. Facebook's tried multiple times, you know, shoved games everywhere they could to try to make gaming work again on Facebook. No success. So, you know, I guess, I guess another social platform is trying to make, you know, gaming work because they see it as their only additional source of revenue outside of ads. So it is what it is. We'll see how this one goes. <laughs> All right, let's get to the business news. This first one's quite a doozy. Digital Bros acquires Starbreeze assets from Smilegate. So Digital Bros is mostly known as an Italian distributor of video games, but also the publisher for the console version of Payday 2, which was made by Starbreeze, looks to acquire a piece of Starbreeze through South Korea's Smilegate. So Smilegate is part of the restructuring and settlement from Starbreeze's insolvency received a 22.5 million convertible note, which is like a bond that can be turned into a specific amount of equity in Starbreeze. Smilegate is reportedly selling this to Digital Bros for $21.5 million, giving Digital Bros a 30.18% stake in Starbreeze and a 40.83% stake in their voiding rights. You know, um, A bit strange, so that's a 30% stake in equity results in 40% voiding rights. As it turns out, this note... Um, which also has a start strike price of 24 cents per share, resulted in 3.6 million star A shares and 6 million star B shares. I assume there's some kind of difference in voting rights and conversions that leads you to this weird number. Um, even crazier is the fact that Digital Bros was already the majority shareholder with 7% of Starbreeze's share capital and 28.6% is of voting rights. So it effectively now owning the ability to exert control over Starbreeze. In fact, Digital Bros stated the deal was to, quote, exert greater control over corporate strategy of Starbreeze going forward, end quote. I mean, couldn't be more straightforward than that. So Starbreeze has reported to be working on Payday 3, which they announced last October. Digital Bros is reporting that they now have a right to 33% of Payday 3's net revenue. Jesus Christ, that's a lot. Some major, like... It's a major swath. Like, they're not even the publisher of Payday 3 or haven't announced themselves as the publisher. So that means if there's another publisher, like 
digital bros is taking almost all of the net revenue, you know, and the publisher, I assume, would take the other chunk and probably more people taking chunks. And that means Starbreeze, you know, is effectively a subsidiary without being a subsidiary, I, I guess. Um, pretty weird. Starbreeze was already forced to enter restructuring. Their CEO left amidst the restructuring. And outside of 2013's Payday 2 and Brothers of Tell Two Sons, Starbreeze kind of released a Walking Dead game nobody played. I don't really know anything about their restructuring, but I have to imagine they're saddled with some kind of debt after the mess of the last two years. But I guess Digital Bros really believes in them as a developer and really wants that like chunk of Payday 3, you know, kind of believing in it. So I assume they're number crunchers and this makes sense on paper, either that or... They just see the assets being like sold at a discount from Smilegate. It's weird, but it's kind of makes sense, you know. Um, Stillfront Group, not to be outdone. Stillfront Group acquires Storm Eight. Holy, holy, like this is crazy. The continued contraction of the mobile gaming world continues as another Zynga derivative is absorbed. So Stillfront Group will acquire Storm Eight for three hundred million dollars up front and another potential $100 million based on earnings over 2020 and 2021. Stormate was formed in 2009 by Zynga Vets, and Stormate is kind of best known for a game called Dragon Story, as well as a deal they got where they made a bunch of Hasbro licensed games, I think the biggest one being Monopoly Bingo, but I'm not quite sure. Um, Stillfront Group describes itself as a mobile gaming group of game developers, but dabbles in publishing and IP holdings as well. Stillfunk Group isn't a stranger to buying out top mobile studios of yesteryear. In 2019, they bought out social gaming loudmouth Kixi for $120 million, Play Games and Imperia Online in 2018, and Good Game Studios in 2017 for almost $300 million. Stillfront has also secured $220 million line of credit from the European banks to, you know, I guess fund more acquisitions at this point in very smart to make a debt play like i'm surprised i don't see more debt plays in the game industry it's such an underutilized tool but you know if you can outrun the margins and i think interest rates right now are still incredibly low worldwide you know make more debt plays people like why are you giving up equity why are you fundraising you know take out debt you you can do it (laughs) all in all you know i expect a lot of these these mobile game studios circa 2009 to 2015 you know, names that were big in that era to start getting acquired. You know, some are holding on to like the backs of their last cash cow. Like they might have like one game that's keeping the studio afloat and they're making a bunch of others hoping that they catch fire. And other studios are basically bankrupt. I actually started listing out studios that exist in both categories that could easily get acquired. And then I stopped, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to talk too much shit on this podcast. So people know who these studios are. Um, but yeah, this, this is going to continue to happen. Um, you know, companies like Zynga and I guess Stillfront, they really struggle to produce hits in house anymore. And so it's just so much easier for them. If one of these companies has a hit in the category, they're not competing in, they just go acquire that company. They get users, they get growth and it's cheaper to making it in house or, you know, making eight attempts at making it in house and failing constantly. It's kind of like the mobile industry right now, but, you know, uh, there's such a big explosion. It has to contract at some point. Speaking of which, Tencent proposes to buy out the remaining 71% of Funcom. Tencent Gun and Tencent, that's pretty much the name of this title. And they currently see some value hidden within the depths of Conan Exile developers Funcom. So Funcom is a 
Norwegian developer with offices in North Carolina, shout out to RTP, who's mostly known for the MMORPGs, The Age of Conan, Anarchy Online, The Secret World, and Conan Exiles. Um, last year, Tencent took a 29% stake in Funcom and wants to acquire the rest uh, at $148 million evaluation. That's a 27% increase from the current flotation or whatever they've last raised money at. Um, this is a kind of this is kind of Tencent's MO, if you will. They take a large minority stake in a game company, though in this instance they're the largest shareholder at 29% already, and they kind of use that as an excuse to look at the books and run their magical numbers. Tencent will then make a kind of aggressive move to take over the company if the numbers are favorable, and this is how they end up with like the world's biggest game, League of Legends, for pennies on the dollar in 2011. Funcom is reported working on a Dune game, so that might be pretty cool. It'll coincide with the new Dune film. Maybe Tencent ran the numbers and it's like, screw it. I mean, we might as well take all the money from this at $141 million. Maybe they're projected the game will make $300 million. You know, it's, it's things like that. And, you know, Tencent really, they don't miss that often. So it's probably something there, people. <laughs> all right. <coughs> Further acquisitions. Scopely acquires Fox Next Games and Cold Iron Studio. So... Upon the acquisition of Fox by Disney, Disney wanted nothing to do with 21st Century Fox's game development arms and immediately announced their desire to sell both studios. Fox Next, best known for Marvel Strike Force and Cold Iron Studios, who is, I guess, reported to be working on an MMO shooter based off the Alien franchise, are getting a new home in LA-based Scopely. Um, this acquisition leads me to believe the acquisition is probably more much less than the 300 million Storm 8 received. And it's probably more of a talent acquisition play where Fox Next and Cold Iron Studios can keep their employees, you know, employed and paid. Scopely gets two teams to become IP work for higher studios, not entirely different than, you know, what both of them were doing before. I believe both of these studios are also based in LA. I didn't look this up for this article, but all in all, in my opinion, this makes sense. Probably good for both studios. I know they're looking for homes for a bit. Uh, I forgot when this was announced that Disney definitely was selling them off after the acquisition of Fox, but you know it's been out there for a while. So good that they're both going to get you know find a home at Scopely and both still be employed. Um, one side note: because of this acquisition, Scopely will not receive any of the 21st Century Fox IP games. So any game that's branded with Fox IP, those stay at Disney. But the talent and all non-IP games go with Scopely. So just a little side note. And ending this off with some sad news, Playful Studio announces significant layoffs. So Playful Studio, known for the VR title Super Lucky's Tell, will be laying off staff in its Texas-based studio. No numbers were given as to how many full-time staff were affected. <laughs> I previously you know, praised Playful Studios for making ends meet by releasing their VR-only games on non-VR platforms, changing the camera to support different platforms. So they have a VR-only, like, Playful Kids platformer game they might release it on PlayStation 4, change the controllers and cameras to support PlayStation 4 to kind of make ends meet because they really believed in VR that much. Um, I checked Crunchbase. Playful Studios has reportedly raised $50 million, $52 million in funding. It's a lot of money. Um, sad to see another big VR company fail. And frankly, I think the VR industry is saying this right now. Valve can't get here faster to save VR for everyone with the new Half-Life game. So 
Sad news, everyone. Uh, I actually thought Playful Studios was probably the most talented VR studio out there, you know, not counting Valve. So sad to see them hit significant layoffs. All right. I'm sick. Time for me to get out of here. Um, if you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app. Also, leave me a comment and rate me to let me know how I'm doing. And you can e- email me at eric, E-R-I-C, at thisweekingames.com. Um, I don't know. Just send me an email if you want me to cover something or you want to comment on anything I said. All right. That's it for This Week in Games. I'm Eric O'Connell. I'll see you guys later. Take care.